0: I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Today we talk with Billy Whitehurst with Change Health and Dia LaDuke with Circle of Life Hospice. Together these two organizations are bridging the gap between patient care and technology. How do we become the architect of our own destiny? Throughout two decades of working with the dying, I think I've discovered the secrets to dying well in America. We must learn to build the pathways to our last chapter, to create the blueprints that reflects our individual lives and values. Knowledge is power, and if we desire a death that reflects our life, we must become the designer. Well, first of all, I wanted to thank both of you for joining Death by Design podcast today. This is a unique opportunity when I have two guests on, and Billy, you're from you know, change healthcare, which I'm excited to learn about. And it was really interesting to know everything that you guys are doing. And Dia, you're from the Circle of Life Hospice down in Arkansas. And I just say, welcome to Death by Design podcast. Thank you. Before we get into, you know, why we are involved with End of Life and what we're doing. Why don't we talk a little bit about individually, what what kind of impacts and what are you guys doing in your communities as of right now? Like a little bit of history.
1: Thanks for, for having us here as part of this, um, this really important discussion. So at Change Healthcare, our goal is really from a health IT perspective to connect all of the players in the healthcare system so that ultimately what they can do is provide better care to their patients and families. So at Change Healthcare, that really is what we're all about. And specifically in um, the role in the business that I'm in, we're focused on helping hospice and home care agencies to do just that, to provide more efficient care and ultimately to have a much better experience for their patients and their families.
0: Well, you know, technology is on the rise every day. And I have to admit, being 17 years in a hospice organization, we struggle with that bridge when it comes to technology. So I love that you guys are helping hospices out there bridge that gap. Um, now, tell me what is and who are the Circle of Life Hospice Organization, which, by the way, I love the name. Love the name.
2: Well, thank you. Um, Circle of Life uh, Hospice has been in Northwest Arkansas for um, over 25 years. Uh, We are an independent, not-for-profit. We have uh, two freestanding hospice homes located within our service area. uh, or Over 90% of the care that we do provide uh, to patients in our community is in the place that they call home.
0: Have you guys seen with – you guys are probably – I've done some research, probably the number one provider in, in northern Arkansas, if not all of Arkansas. I mean, where where do you see um, Change Health and you guys working together? How are they helping you serve and, and enhance your services? Sure. Um,
2: one of the uh, responsibilities I have is uh, actually overseeing uh, the management of our electronic health record, which is Change Health. And we've been with them. Um, For over seven years now, and we, being so close to them, um, about two hours or a little less um, south, um, we are able to open up our facilities and show that their developers and their team can come on site and learn from our clinicians and learn the the process um, in caring for uh, the terminally ill, and they're able to make their product even better.
0: Well, all I know is that when we talk, you know, medical, electronical records, clinical staff go crazy and that it's a hard transition, especially where hospices have come from versus where we are today. How are, how are you guys working together to make this a smooth transition? Because really those clinical individuals at the bedside, they just want to care about the patients and we are putting a computer in their lap because that's life these days. Um, How are we still making it personal with technology?
2: Well, um, I think it's really important um, that the electronic health record um, is meaningful and the clinicians um, can utilize that tool to help the patient um, and the family understand that they are capturing their story. They're capturing their goals there at the bedside so that that information is available to any team member that would come out to their home or to provide care um, in our inpatient facilities.
1: And Diaz, you're exactly right. Um, What we feel is that we have to prove that that technology has value to the clinician, to the patient, to the family members themselves. And once you're able to prove that value, then they're, much more willing to embrace that technology and one example is clearly making sure that everyone involved in the care has the information that they need at their fingertips so that you're spending time on the important things not spending time looking for the details of the medications or the interactions, and so that everyone is really up to speed in terms of the wishes and the plan of treatment for that particular uh, patient and their family.
0: And that's exactly right. Because those of you who don't know hospice care, there is an entire team working for you and your loved one who is has a limited life expectancy, is dealing with a chronic illness. And what's important is that hospice provides 24-hour phone conversations and on-call nurses. And you, your case manager who sees you every week or every other week, you might have an emergency in the middle of the night. And this electronic record allows whoever's walking into your house to know exactly what's going on with the patient and family. Isn't that correct?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I actually visited uh, with one of our team members who has been um, also a family of, she's had several uh, deaths, and we have served her. them, served um, And she, she was sharing... Um, There was a period where we had um, a transition of different team members um, because of maybe location uh, of where um, the patient was living, and she described it as seamless. She said every person that came to their home knew exactly what was going on with her family member.
0: That explains it all. It improves patient experience because... You know, back in the days when we didn't have these electronical medical records, I mean, we had paper and we were sometimes flying by the seat of our pants. And families probably weren't getting the best quality of care because it is paper's paper. Um, But I do know the one thing that's awesome is I am... I was born in the 70s so I'm kind of this generation X where we still had a home phone but I only have a cell phone now. So I'm kind of in the sandwich generation that sort of has rolled with the the changes but my physician even on my annual what whoever I see they walk in with a laptop and I will be honest with you I've never I've never felt like it interfered with the conversation whatsoever. But I knew that he was documenting things that he wanted to capture that five or 10 minutes down, down the way he might forget. And so I think that's what's this added benefit, because when people are facing chronic illnesses and in hospice care, every second counts. Every piece of information is part of the story. Um, And I do believe that these medical records are totally enhancing the care and the quality that we provide. Um, especially from the hospice organization to the patient and family. Now, if a family member is looking for the right hospice organization, how can they tell which one has the most up to date technology?
1: Well, I think, you know, first of all, it's probably likely that um, family members aren't looking for the hospice with the most up to date technology. Probably what they're looking for is the best hospice to care for their family member. And we firmly believe that those hospices are supported by technology in order to help them deliver care. And, you know, clearly there are ways to go out and really look at the performance of a hospice. Um, If a hospice is of a certain size, they can go out and look at a website called Hospice Compare, and it gives them a good idea of how that organization is performing. But patient and family members can also ask really critical questions like, how are your care team members communicating with one another? How are they communicating with the other care providers that are taking care of my family member? How are you going to communicate with us? How are we going to be part of that planning. And what type of information and tools do you use to make sure that we're all up to speed and that we have the information and the education that we need so they can definitely ask those questions and I think you know really they're they're looking for that hospice that has that track record of of performance and it's really the whole package as you said.
0: Wonderful. I mean, when your customers saying, "Hey, they totally agree. You know you guys are working together." very closely. So talk to me a little bit about the relationship between the two organizations, because, you know, Change Health is supplying this medical record to a hospice organization that clinical individuals are using it on a daily basis. And, you know, clinical people have very strong opinions. Um, I, I I know some of them and I've worked with some of them and they want it to go very, very smoothly and they don't want to repeat and add and have to type the same old crap in the same old different field. Um, so, how are you guys customizing it and working together to make this the best product out there?
1: So, I, I think part of it, Dia, you already mentioned we are lucky to be um, geographically located close enough that our team members that are providing these technology and tools can actually go and visit Dia's organization, spend time with her clinicians, her entire team, to really understand how what they're delivering has an impact and can really make a difference in terms of that overall care. So we're literally side-by-side participating with her caregivers to make sure that what we're delivering is going to actually meet their needs. And that's really a critical critical component. I think the other thing is making sure that our team members on the health IT side really understand what the purpose of what they're doing and what the end game is. And I think it's very clear that in our organization, they understand that they do have an impact in the patient home. They, they really are part of that care. Um, so it's critical. Some of the more specific things that we're doing are really working on what we call user interface design, and it's really, most simply put, the idea is to give the caregivers the information they need in the simplest form as part of their workflow, not a separate step that they have to go and do that would interrupt with that conversation with the patient and their family member. So it's called user-centered design, and we're using that technique to develop all of our tools. Um, and it's really been incredibly helpful for us to be able to have an organization where we can just go and spend time with Dia and her team to actually test out that work.
0: And I bet the clinicians so appreciate that, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it really aids us um, in our staff retention Um, Because the the team member actually feels that they've been part of the solution, and so they're making an impact um, on the the product.
0: Well, the first thing I would want to know as a hospice organization is who helped create this user design. And when you're saying another hospice, you're working with clinical individuals who have experienced hospice on a daily basis um, in that flow. It's exciting to hear that hospice nurses and social workers and chaplains and bereavement counselors are are having part of this design and the say and how that works because you know every patient is different but if the flow and the user design can adapt to that it sounds like it really is enhancing the interaction between um, the clinical staff as well as the patient and family so Dia I mean how do change how does change healthcare products help you improve clinical job satisfaction retention because this is this is the world we live in right now every hospice is being scrutinized about you know the quality of care that we're getting and we're being rated just like any other business how do you see change healthcare products helping you meet some of your you know better patient care Quality indicators.
2: Uh, sure, we, um, as an organization, um, we strive uh, for an extraordinary experience for that patient and family. And every every single little thing that we do actually is going to impact those that patient and family satisfaction. And one of the um, big pieces that I really appreciate um, about the uh, change. It, it really aids us in cross-training with, like, minimal um, minimal education. So we can have our field clinicians um, easily come into our inpatient facility or go to on-call um, or our inpatient uh, team members being able to go out uh, to our field or assist on weekend call, and it just helps us as an organization um. Really, as you know in healthcare, there's fluctuations um, with, uh, and it really enables us to retain our staff members too to be able to do something different, and it um, that also kind of feeds into uh, preventing uh, burnout and compassion fatigue because they're able to see things in a different way across
0: the organization. You just said something so important that a lot of hospice organizations overlook. And that is staff satisfaction. And how do we take care of the clinical as well as office people, everyone, when it comes to serving those, serving people facing end of life? It is a huge responsibility and it it's a huge responsibility for an organization to be looking at products that will benefit their clinicians, not waste their time, but also uh, allow them to feel that they have a little extra time based on this technology. Now, Dia, you know, we talk, we're talking software technology and, and hospice, and they seem so foreign when it comes to technology and personalized care. I mean, how does some of Change Healthcare's support help you better serve families even after they pass away? When of the... Huge pieces in hospice is we start um,
2: our bereavement um, assessments or bereavement planning at the time of admission, so we're able able to capture um, you know what are there any risk factors? What kind of interventions um, for uh, you know from the grief perspective do we need to start now with our uh, grief counselors um, and with our uh, social workers chaplains and other team members and then uh, follow them along the way and through the uh, interdisciplinary team meetings we're able to uh, provide um, you know updates you know how is this family doing Um, as After the patient passes, we're really able to capture a specific care plan for bereavement. You know, what um, again, what are the risk factors now? How often do we need to uh, contact them? Um, Have we engaged them in our groups? Have uh, we engaged them? Um, in any classes? Do we need to make an uh, outside
0: referral for some more
2: intensive
0: therapeutics? I think that's exciting. I think us in America have a really hard time with this G word called grief. And we, we are so uncomfortable. I was just writing an article the last couple of weeks about, you know, even though my boyfriend died 18 years ago, that grief is still there. And it, it's about how, how do I live well with my grief? And I love that you guys on a mission. This product is helping you design a bereavement plan, knowing that this patient is going to possibly, the majority possibly face end of life. That you're already preparing and looking for ways to assist the family. That's amazing. Absolutely. And I bet that is really rewarding for the, your clinical staff to know that that you know that you're already planning um, to. Kind of surround that family after that patient dies. Um, I think that's that that says a lot about your organization. Now, your what I love. Um, first of all, Circle of Life. I think that's amazing because death is a very uh, big part of of life. Um, it makes me, when I think about death, live better on a daily basis. But Circle of Life, I love that that name. But you also have a motto. And it's the rest of your life, and you're meaning to encourage patients to go out and do something. And it sort of reminded me of like a bucket list. Now, how does this software aid in this process? Because that's, that's a care plan and that I'm interested if I'm a hospice patient, not that you have social workers or nurses, but you're going to create a care plan of what matters most to me. And it could be some bucket list item.
2: Absolutely. So the rest of your life lived and they're writing this, Last chapter. So identifying, you know, what is it that's really important to you? And if it involves um, going to a different place, um, we are able to um, very quickly and very in a very organized way uh, get that information about that patient, and we can actually contract with another hospice if it's outside of our service area, and they can have the latest. Um, most current information about that patient if uh, they have a crisis, you know, when they do uh, get to their location.
0: So you're saying that if I'm a hospice patient in your care and I, my dream is to go to Key West, you would work with other hospices via this software, Change Healthcare product, to make that happen to make sure that they are getting the, the most updated information so that I could possibly go and do that. Absolutely. So we we have that up to date information that we can
2: get to that other hospital, so that they understand the goals of care and what actually what interventions have been working, what uh, equipment is needed, and they're able to pick up care if that patient um, needs something, so they don't have to go back to the hospital.
0: That's amazing. Now, Billy, why was this so important to add this element? to make it seamless for patients and families to do some of this traveling experiences? Why, why was that important to you guys?
1: You know, we think it's so critical because the last thing that you want patient and family members to be worried about when they're trying to accomplish this last chapter is that medical record information and being concerned about having to tell the story multiple times to new people and to get into a crisis situation where they're not prepared. So taking care of that for our customers, for their patients and family members is just really critical. You don't want them to have to worry about that. You want that to just be something that's taken
0: care of. That's awesome. Now, Dia, do you have any special or specific travel stories that come to the forefront of your mind that you can recall? Oh, well, there are so many
2: stories every day we have a story. You know, I think uh, some of the most memorable we had a very young mom uh, that wanted to make it to Disney world um with her two daughters. And I had the opportunity to make a home visit because it's something that's very important to me is to stay connected um, to our patients and families, not just in this administrative role. Well, I noticed um, she had a chalkboard by her back door, um, and it every day it had the countdown of how many days. Um, she made that trip. And it was so very meaningful. We were able to, we have something called um, an angel fund um, that our ladies auxiliary support. So we were able to get um, them like extra uh, passes and things for the trip. So they didn't have to worry about the financial burden.
0: That is amazing. Totally amazing. Because you know what? We forget that people, that there that, that are young parents dying with chronic illness and to provide this, experience especially for the children to remember that that is that is amazing that's what hospice is to me
2: yeah absolutely so we care for patients that babies um all the way up to a hundred plus right um so it's um really helping those um those patients and that family to meet those needs i had another um uh young um lady who wanted to go to the beach. And so you were uh, sharing about your RV story earlier, and her sister actually rented an RV, and they made it there. And they were able to uh, have their little umbrella drinks um, on the beach, and she was able to have all the equipment and everything that she needed uh, for the trip.
0: This is what hospice is about, giving you those opportunities and allowing these experiences, because you know what, what I've learned is this whole death thing gets such a bad rap because our hospice patients are still living and they're living fully as best as they can with this chronic illnesses and hospice helps them do that. And circle of life. Oh, wow. I cannot wait to come down and meet you guys face to face and um, really see what you guys are doing um, in your own community. It sounds like you're doing amazing work and I'm so happy to hear there are organizations out there like you, but also, you know, this Change Healthcare product is is very vital to the operations of of what you do on a daily basis. So let's talk a little bit about if other hospices want to look into this Change Healthcare product and this electric medical record too. How do they do that, Billy?
1: Probably the easiest way to do it is to find us on the web, we're www.changehealthcare.com, and all you have to do is is inquire on hospice and you'll go right there to our page that will give you more information about the services that we offer.
0: Now, do you offer these services to other organizations beyond hospice? Beyond hospice? Yes, we do.
1: So we also serve um, home care agencies which are also taking care of lots of patients and family members in their home, obviously at a different state in their life. Sure. but clearly, there's a lot of connections.
0: That's, that's great. And, and what a, do you tell us a little bit about you know your service area. So we won't confuse people that they're going to pick up and call Circle of Life in California. Tell us a little bit about your service area and if you're living in that service area, how to get in touch with you.
2: Yes, absolutely. So we're located in northwest Arkansas. So we serve Benton. Um, Washington, Carroll, and Madison County, Bentonville, Arkansas, Springdale, Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, um, if those resonate with folks that we serve that area specifically, um, they can Google Circle of Life Hospice, and I believe we're the first one that pops up.
0: And you have some great videos on your homepage about that experience that family members are contributing, which are amazing.
2: Absolutely. And uh, to your point earlier, it's it's all about the story and I mean, if you can tell the story, that's what resonates with people.
0: Absolutely. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys pausing for, you know, 30 minutes and coming to talk to us on death by design podcast about this new technology and and how you're evolving it to meet the needs of hospice clinical but also to meet the needs of patients and families receiving hospice care it's amazing product I I, I I've worked with a lot of medical records and I've never really heard a hospice organization really endorse one <laughs> so it's so nice to hear but thank you guys so much for being on and sharing your experience with working together I think this one is going to take is, you know, technology companies and hospice people who touch people on a daily basis working together to enhance services. And it sounds like you guys are doing that.
2: I think so. Um, we, uh, I'm so grateful and our organization is grateful for the partnership with change.
0: I love it. Any last words, Billy, that you would like to contribute? You know, maybe one more thing. Um,
1: in addition to working very closely with DIA and her clinicians on the design of, of the solution and new solutions to come, we also feel like it's really important as their partner to um, get out in front of the patient advocacy piece. And, you know, you mentioned that at the beginning. It's really important for all of us as hospices coming into its own and getting so much more attention. attention to really, really preach that and to support all activities that support patient advocacy and also to really begin to have an impact on the regulatory side so that what comes um, what comes up from a regulatory perspective is something that is going to support not get in the way of this hospice care. So uh, as part of our partnership working with Dia and her organization and other hospice providers, it's really on um, that that side as well, um, pushing for the right support from a regulatory perspective, pushing for patient advocacy so that they can continue this great work. And, and, and that's clearly part of our, our relationship as well.
0: That's awesome. It is such a delicate balance. If I could just add something to what Billy said, I
2: think the regulatory updates that change is on top of. It's just huge. That's one thing that our clinicians and we don't have to worry about. And, you know, to have to uh, be more burdensome for the clinicians and having to track these things manually, they're ahead of it. And we're just so grateful for that.
0: Oh, wow. Well, you don't know how important that is because, you know, anytime you work with the COPs and Medicare, they can change something very, very quick. And if... If you guys change healthcare, if you guys are ahead of that and and preparing for that, it makes it a no brainer to know and have confidence that that's being implemented in this medical record prior to any deadline. So, the, uh, touche to that, um, because that's a definite benefit for hospice organizations to sort of be kind of ease of mind that that's being incorporated as the regulations evolve. Um, and unfortunately, there are tons of them. But that also ensures that the best quality hospices um, are being held accountable, which is also a good thing too. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate your time in, please, I will add both of you guys' websites on the end of this podcast. If you go to deathbydesign.com slash podcast, you can hook right into their uh, websites and get more information about these two dynamic organizations out there. Um... I just appreciate your time. Thank you for making each other's life bearable, it sounds like. I mean, great hospice organization and a great technology bridging the two and taking care of people facing chronic illnesses. Y'all seem to have a pretty awesome uh, connection and relationship and partnership. And this is an example of how we need to embrace technology moving forward in hospice care. And so I thank you for your time.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us today, and remember, you're the designer.